Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, man, I'm, I'm humbled and, and honored to have this opportunity again. Um, you know, I'm thankful for Pastor George and Susan, what they've poured into us over the years. And then just to be able to be here um, and, and be in this house, you know, um, it, it, it's just an enjoyment of, of family. The fact that we don't have just a list we go and check and, well, you got this and you got that. And now you're kind of in the church thing. And, um, but, but to be in family because we've been set and placed as God has designed and ordered. It's a beautiful thing, man to know where you're supposed to be and then live that out. Live out the purpose and the plan that the Lord has for you. It's a wonderful thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, even as Pastor Ron sitting here on the front row, man, the, the joy I have every week, man, we don't have just colleagues that are here. You know, we kind of did a resume search and found a bunch of people stuck them together and they work well for ministry. But like, we've been riding together. You know what I'm saying? Once in a while in Pastor Ron's truck, if he'll let you ride in the truck, because he's, he, he, not everybody gets to ride in the truck. I do, though, you know, me and, me and Pete Ron. Um, but but to being together in family, I encourage you, man, know where you are planted and then grow there and flourish there. And if you need some fertilizer, get some fertilizer. If you need some, you know, whatever, all the other stuff they put in, all the other lawn supplements that people make millions of dollars off of us homeowners on, get some of that stuff in the soil, man. And you know where it comes through is the word and the spirit, which we're going to talk about this morning quite a bit. So... Be encouraged, be encouraged this morning. So thankful again to be here with you guys. Pastor George sends his love. We talked last night and um, he is of course missing being here with you, but we're believing he's going to recover quickly and get back uh, to what he's called to do. So let's get into the word today. We're in James today, James chapter one, verse 19 through 25. And it says this, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hero who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. He will be blessed in his doing. So we're going to talk today about this subject. I titled this message, What Will You Do? What will you do? Then ask you, what will you believe? Not what will you think, not what will be down in your heart, but what will you actually do? What will you do? That's what we're going to talk about today, the action of our lives and what that says. So a proper perspective on what we actually do is essential for every believer. This is why the hypocrisy question comes up so much, right? You got people with church hurt, people around the outside of church looking in, trying to figure it out. And a lot of times they're like, man, those church people did this. I had this guy one time who said he was a Christian, he did this. My mama said she was a Christian, she did this. My daddy said he was a Christian, he left. All uh, People, right? So hypocrisy becomes this big issue. Why? Because our life is to be a validation of what we say we actually believe. But that doesn't always happen, unfortunately, for people. 
So as we disciple people in church, as we reach out to people outside the church, this is huge. Genuine faithful fruit is essential, and the fruit is shown by the way we actually live our lives. Again, not what we say, not even what we thought real deep, I was so sincere about, but what you actually lived out. Okay, so that's why we use this passage here. The book of James has a really common theme throughout it of living out practically the Christian faith. What does it look like that you actually lived out? And that's what James talks about a lot. And this particular passage I used uh, for that reason, because what we consistently live out says what we really believe. What we consistently live out says what we really believe. You know, we sat down for prayer last night, my family, um, a little after dinner. And, you know, my wife uh, had a word that she wanted to share um, with the kids. And so she pulled out this book and shared this word with the kids. And, you know, the thing for me is I don't really care in the long term about like if people think I was so awesome on a stage or I could really sing, play the guitar. And then when you preach, well, that's, that's cool and all as far as like patting you on the back. But like if those kids sitting at the table last night get the fake routine because we don't actually live out what we said at home. And then I come out here and want to show out, put on a nice little blue at the jet. Oh, man, look at him. He's a patriotic. Got the Americana, red, white, and blue going on. Okay. Got his pants on, white pants after Labor Day, because I don't care about the fashion rules. Like so. I didn't get that handbook, so I'm good. I tell people something, let's just claim ignorance and move on, bro. It is fine. Claim ignorance and move on. But like, if I go now and play this game, me and Gina go play this game at home, and then want to show up in public and act like it's all good and we actually lived it out. No, 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 no. That's why you have a lot of people who are dealing with stuff in their lives. Why? Because inconsistency of lifestyle said that, is that word really true? Is God really true? Is God really faithful? Because they didn't live out what his word said. So that's why I want to spend some time talking about that today. Is that all right? I was going to do it anyway, but you know, I just thought I'd ask. (laughs) So the starting point. The starting point of considering what we do is truly receiving God's word, truly receiving God's word. Not did, they, did we have a good idea or was this something that works for us or did we feel good about it? But did we truly receive the word? What does it say in that passage? Let's go back. Uh, verse 19 through 21 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. I got to pause here for a minute. I'm going to pull a Pastor George and stop like three words in. This is why the social media generation has to hear a word like this, guys, because people are not slow to speak today. You think I need audience right now because I think such and such going to do this open letter that everybody needs to hear today on my social media, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever else it is you got. Video got to go out there because everybody needs to hear what you think about the subject. Listen, everybody look down and touch your little belly button. Everybody has one. Everybody doesn't need to see it. Opinions are the same way. (laughs) Receive it as a prophetic word from the Lord. Everybody got one, but not everybody needs to see it right now, okay? I'm just saying. So in the same way, be slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, Put away all filthiness and wickedness and receive 
with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Turn away from those things that are not of God and turn to God to receive what his word says. That's the foundational beginning of it all. It's not because like one day I got up and I thought, you know, it's time for a change in my life. This will be a good idea. This is why we believe that salvation comes because of the work of the Lord. What it says of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16 is this. The Holy Spirit comes to do what? To convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Okay? Convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. That's why he comes. So the work happening in your life is not because you had some personal volition that you wanted to say, man, I think it's time to make me better. It's good to be motivated, but understand and realize you are created for such things that you want to align with, not because you had great ideas in and of yourself. Okay? You're aligning with the great things. That's why we got to remember the Imago Dei, which is that we are created in the image of God in order that we properly reflect that image. Okay? If you're not having a good time, I am, so it's okay. Amen. Receive the word. That's number one. All right, so now, with that, there's three truths I want to jump into today. Three truths about what we actually do. Three truths about what we do. This, this really was sparked, um, this was sparked actually by a conversation I was having with, um, with Micah. You, you, Micah, if you're in here. Micah Gant, you can't really miss him if he's a very tall redhead guy. One of my, one of my buddies. And um, we were having a Bible study with some of the college students and young adults, and we got in this conversation. He made a statement. He said, you know, sometimes, like, we... In, 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 in church aren't that concerned with like what we do because like salvation is free from Jesus and we don't get that concerned with what we actually do although it's important and I was like bro you know you got a great point like yeah man he believed in his heart he received it confessed and now we're good and so don't judge me by because a lot of this is the don't judge me bro culture yeah. right like like I, I, I'm gonna go live in a way that's all sloppy and a hot mess but don't judge me bro Oh, I didn't say we didn't love you and receive you, but we're still going to deal with what we're, we're living like, okay? All right? This begins like with parenting and with your bedroom. Oh, I love you still, but you need to clean up that hot mess you got going on. I love you, but it is time for a shower with soap. I'm just saying, man. Get that thing. Get that lather going solid because you have an aroma which is not pleasing to the Lord at this moment. So we need to hit up that shower right there. That's why we pay for that water, man. Let's get after it. I'm just saying that, that there are things that we still then do practically. Our Christian faith, similarly, so we need to consider, man, what did you actually do? Because guess what? When you don't see it lived out, this is why we talk about the hypocrisy thing. There's been a couple of ministers recently, and it grieves my heart every time. I'd step down out of ministry or at least step back for a time to be properly ministered to because of what? Sin in their life. And what did it say, man? What did it say? What did it say? Look at it. All right? Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is at what? Able to save your souls. So there's a necessity we have for that to be the case. So let's talk three truths about this. All right? When we actually, this is the first one, when we actually do what the word of God says, it affirms truth in and through our lives, okay? When we actually do what the Word of God says, it affirms truth in and through our lives. You know when it doesn't, when we have this, man, I believe God's Word, this Bible, this is truth, and then somebody asks you about something and how you live it out, and you're like, well, you know, kind of, and 
what people say who are on the outside are looking at you like, then why would I spend Wednesday nights, let's just talk church culture here, Sunday mornings, prayer meetings, this devotion thing you guys talk about, devote, like that's studying the Bible, okay, studying the Bible on your own time, study the Bible on my own time, meet other people and other believers in small groups for prayer, go to meet people like Franco Gennaro and have a discipleship meeting to learn more of how this applies. Why would I do all that if we're not actually going to live this out? I say it all the time, bro. There are, I like golf. I love golf. There's a lot of nice golf courses. And there are a lot of really good places to eat. Ricky's feeling me. Like I could, bro, where are the fishermen at? Haul up the boat, bro. I have this, okay. Let me just bunny trail. I have a new hobby. I'm watching like fish. I don't want to go fishing. But the videos are very relaxing. Being out on the water is actually I know. I'm, that's, what I've, that's what they tell me. Is actually doing it, it's actually the similar effect. But for right now, I'm just checking it out. You know, I'm watching the videos, watching the dudes, you know, do the, the catch and cook video, you know, go out there, they catch, and then they, you see them fillet fish. I don't want to do it, but I mean, it looks like, I mean, I'll let Andrew do it, man. Go ahead and catch them up, bro. I will be there with a plate when their fish are cooked. But, um, you know, uh, in, the, in this whole process of, of, of living things out, you know, there are a lot of things like that, like a hobby I could do instead then. If it doesn't matter what I do. Right, right. You know, I confess Jesus one time and now we just walk around, do whatever we want. Really? Because I recall Luke 6 said, bro, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then you don't do what I say? Right. Jesus. Bible. Not me. That's not Jamie, chapter 6. <laughs> okay, that's in the Bible. That's Jesus' truth speaking to us. So what does verse 22 say here? But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Deceiving yourselves. So you are lying to yourself when you are walking in that hypocritical life of not actually doing what the word says. And that doesn't mean like, well, I don't do what they do. I don't do what he does. Oh, trust me, you got your own stuff. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. You got your own stuff. Am I allowing the word of God to come into every area of life, actually doing what it says? Because if not, I'm doing what? Says it right there in your Bible. Deceiving yourself, lying to yourself when you don't actually live this thing out. You see, one, here's another point for you. When we don't actually live out the word of God, we deceive ourselves. And in turn, here's the next piece, we misrepresent God. And what are we called to be? We're called to actually be ambassadors. We're called to be representatives of him to the world. You are misrepresenting when you don't live it out. It will be better for you to close your mouth and go back home and figure out what you need to do. That's like, I get real frustrated, man. Can I, can I get here for a second? I'm going to get on the soapbox. Stay here for a minute. Don't get mad at me. If you do, then it's okay. It gives you an opportunity to grow on your character. Forgive me. Okay? Cool. But I get real mad and frustrated with these pastors who get up, and then they're dealing with these issues. They have questions in life they haven't answered, and then they want to get up and then release that in their congregation. Bruh, go home and answer the questions. Because 1 Peter 3.15 says, in your heart, honor Christ the Lord as holy, and then be ready to give a defense for the hope that's within you. You honor Christ the Lord as holy. Don't come out here and give people confusion. We don't need that right now, bro. 
Uh-uh, there's enough confusion in this world. You're gonna get in the pulpit and bring confusion? That is our hope in leadership here is that we don't do that because we can't be here deceiving ourselves. And ah, you know, I'm not trying to go home and get with the Lord. He will answer because he's so gracious and merciful. He's a father, patient, loving, and kind. Let me give you a quote here. The ESV study Bible says it this way. Obedience is the hallmark of the true child of God. Obedience is the hallmark of the true child of God. Not because you cried real hard in worship, lifted a hand or two, and said, man, I want, if Jesus was right here, I could cuddle up next to his, feel his beard right here on my cheek. I love Jesus so much. But are actually living it out. Again, which is why even the unbeliever, when they look at Christians, they're like, why are you a hypocrite? Because it is such a stain because we are actually deceiving ourselves and saying, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm all right, I'm cool. When you're not, better bow before him and get right with God and do what he has for you to do and say, say what he has for you to say. So again, again, we got to receive that word. We got to walk in that word and then see truth affirmed. Second point, second truth about what we do. Lordship is not demonstrated by what you think or say, but what you actually do. Lordship is not demonstrated by what you think or say, but what you actually do. Parents, tip, I have to remind myself, if, you don't, if you're perfect and you don't need this one, go for it, man. I hope to be like you one day, but I got to remind myself of this one. This is a part of what training and teaching children is for. And so they understand how to hear and receive. Then one day when they're hearing and receiving from the Lord themselves, they know, man, this was about sometimes I do what I don't feel like. Kids, the grown-ups got to do the same thing. And if they're not, then we're being hypocrites. Sometimes we got to do what we don't want to do. I see a bunch of my athletes down here on the second row. What's up, y'all? Wave at them to say hey to the athletes here this morning. Do y'all do what you want to do every time there's practice? You just say every workout, you guys say, yes. Why did it work out today? Not every time. Sometimes you're like, no. There's other stuff I'd rather do, which is fun or relaxing or chilling, but you gotta get up early. Talk to one of the baseball players, you guys know how to do the chaplain thing for the Santa Fe baseball team. I was texting with him, and, uh, or actually I, I saw him and texted with him earlier and then saw him in the mall. And then he said, yeah, man, we had practice early this morning, had to get up and have practice because we had to make up for the other one we missed. You think he didn't want to sleep in? I, I would have, but sometimes you do what you don't want to do. And if that's in sport, how much more the God of the universe who has the solutions and instructions for your life. Sometimes there might be things you don't want to do that you need to do because it's what he has prescribed for our lives. It's the guidance that he has for us. Verse 23 to 25, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his what? Doing. Not blessed in just his thinking or believing, but in his doing, he will be blessed. So again, lordship's not demonstrated by what you think or say, but what you actually will do. 
Now, should you have the heart and the mind right? Amen? Amen. Yes. Can you just get up and do stuff and it not be by faith? Sure. But does he want us to by faith act? Yes, absolutely. That's the proper solution. And that's a lot of what that entire book talks about. Many of you know the passage in chapter 2 of James, which talks about faith without works is? Dead. You can't tell me all day long that you have faith, but then there's no action of your life which shows it. But at the same time, you can't just say, well, I do all this stuff, but then inside, again, this is where the hypocrisy thing comes up, which is why it's so hurtful when you have a minister, pastor get up and they got to step down out of ministry because, yeah, I've been here preaching this stuff to y'all, but you know, I had this, had a side chick, been over here gambling on the side, been over here getting into this bottle, smoking this weed or whatever it is, while I was in the pulpit saying, leave all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. I've been saying that from the stage, but at home, not so much. Can't do it. And, and I'm, in, I'm challenging you guys, I want you to zero into it and I want you to see where your thing is. I want you to worry about your neighbor. You're over here, this dude over here, man. It's rolling. I know how he is, man, when he's out of town. I know how he talks to his kids. I know how the way she acts. I know how she dresses sometimes. I know what he does Friday night at the... No, 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 no. Worry about you. Worry about you. And, and then like that passage says in Matthew chapter 7, the judge not has been hijacked by the world. Okay? Because judge not simply means don't tell anybody anything. Don't have any standard. It's actually postmodernism that's been imported, and then they take a scripture, and then we as Christians, because we don't know the word of God, buy it and run with it. So now it's just don't judge. No, no, no. I will encourage you. I will implore you. Go back to your Bible. Go from verse 1 through verse 6 or 7. All the way through. Because what it actually says is this, that you ought to get your stuff. Let me paraphrase. This is Jamie's version, okay? The Jamie Chung Yu translation. You didn't know that was coming out? That's not, but this is my translation Get your stuff together before the Lord so that then you can go help your brother or sister get their stuff together. It's not just don't judge and be done. It's get the plank. That's what it says in that passage. Get the plank out of your eye. You're over there looking for sawdust in somebody else's eye, but you got a plank in your own. It doesn't say, well, sucks to be me. Got a plank in my eye. It says get the plank out of your eye in order that you would see clearly so that then when you see the speck in your brother or sister's eye, you have the grace and strength and the street cred, as it were spiritually speaking, to go to your brother and sister and say, man, you got that in your eye, brother, can, can I help you? Right. Sister, yeah, I was there. I get it. I understand. I know what it was like when I was living the lie. I know what it was like when I was playing the game. I know what it was like to be in this position of duplicity and I, am I doing this, am I doing that? But man, we can come out of that to the glory of God. That's the fuller picture because we then actually did by faith what the Lord had for us. A doer who acts will what? Be blessed in his doing. And here's the third one. We must look into God's word through the work of his spirit to know who we are and live accordingly. To know who we are. This point, I'm going to live here for a little while. Identity, identity, identity. If you're wondering, it's not because culture has evolved to a place that we're having certain discussions 
about whether men are women or women are men or what love looks like and who can be married to who and whatever else and, and, and whether or not this, this belief matches with this one and all. Identity is what the enemy is after. That well-meaning person in culture that you have an interaction with, that teacher, that coworker, that boss, that media celebrity, or whoever it is, that newscaster, is being directed, don't get mad at me now, by the agenda of Satan. Yeah. Oh, what are you saying, Pastor Jay? Let me say it again, because I meant what I said. They're being directed by the agenda of Satan, which is to get you to forget who <laughs> you are to forget what God has said how did he go to Eve did God come on Evie girl what's up girl did God really say that come on did he really say I mean you know it's just because he's kind of selfish and narcissistic. And God just did not want you to enjoy all what he enjoys. So if you'll just take this fruit, take matters into your own hands. Prophetic picture now. Come on, people. Listen, go with me. Go with me. Take matters into my own hand. Take authority myself. Then I can be free from all boundaries, from any of those heavy rules and stuff like that, and I can do what I want. And when I get to do what I want, I will be free. The greatest idol that is attacking us now in culture is that of personal autonomy. You might think it's other stuff. I'll help you out and give you the short answer. Personal autonomy, which means I could do what I want, when I want, and I determine my own fate and destiny. I live out my truth loud. You, I, I harp on it a lot because I want to call out whatever the works of hell are, and that's a work of hell right now. And it might come from a real pretty lady who has a podcast or some dude who's talking with other athletes saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the My Truth movement is a work of hell. And, and again, man, I'm giving you a chance to grow in your, if you're getting bad at me, you can grow in your character by forgiving right now, man. Praise God. Opportunities abound right now today. Yay! But it is a work of hell. And I don't want you to be uninformed. Because what it is, is to get you to forget what God said and what he said you're supposed to look like. And to accept something that you would prefer. Or somebody else would prefer. Or the crowd would tell you, hey, we ought to be doing this. That's why I appreciate, man. One of the things I love about Pastor, he doesn't sit there and be like... Ooh, bite the nails. All the people in the news say we're talking about this right now. So I guess that's all we have to preach about. Am I being real? It's, it's what we have going on oftentimes. Is the enemy would like for us to be on this page of not knowing who we are or misidentifying us. Because what does the word say of us to begin with? Created in the image of God. It's like I say all the time, man, we are spending a whole lot of time, wasting time, in my opinion, on the race subject. Why? 
The answer is simple. Don't say, I'm not saying don't deal with it. I'm saying we've dealt with it incorrectly. We got all these conversations and all these people who now have businesses and books that we're supposed to follow. When guess what the proper answer is? All are created in the image of God, regardless of their ethnicity and their skin color, of where they came from, what their language is like, regardless. So if you come up and try to divide up based on that, you have now accepted a doctrine of demons. Divide me up, why? We are created in the image of God. So as I look across all these shades and these backgrounds and these languages, some of y'all know languages I don't know. I only know a couple. Well, truth be told, I only know one. <laughs> it's English. I mess around with Spanish a little bit, so some of my, my Spanish brothers and sisters in the house help me sometimes so I can kind of build that. I did take a few years of it, but I'm not fluent, so just tell the truth. But all those languages and cultures, what? Are glorious because they are in Christ because we're not divided up and separated. We are in the image of God, all of us, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. And how do we get that? By looking into what the word says. Again, verse 23, for if anyone's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently in his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Because he looks into the word. He looks into the word. This is a mirror. And, and, and I love this imagery here in this passage because it's, you look into the, look like the person's looking in the mirror, but it, it gives us direct instructions. When you look into the law, the perfect law of liberty, God's word, not just looking in the mirror and saying, you are going to the PGA tour this year. Yeah, Luke's laughing because Luke's seen me hit a driver. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> that's one part of my golf game I got to work on is my driver. It ain't good. So that's definitely, we can, we can dispense with that one right now. But w what is it that we're seeing? We're looking into what? We're supposed to look into the perfect law of liberty. We're supposed to look into God's word. That's the mirror. Because then we see if stuff's messed up. You know, we have a full-length mirror in the back there for the worship team and the pastors. And when you're getting ready to go out so you know you're not messed up. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I, I had a couple of, of run-ins in public where I was like, I am making sure now you're checking everything. We're checking face, we're checking hair, we're checking zippers, everything else, okay? Because we, we got this mirror. But that mirror is supposed to be the word. But here's what happens sometimes with this. When we got this mirror, what we do often, unfortunately, is we'll take this and rather than getting a good look at everything, we go, I'm over here. I make my own blind spots. I don't want... Well, there's something over here going on, but I, I crop it. You with me? You do it in your cell phone. Come on now, you turn the filters on before you send that picture out. Adjust stuff, crop this person, that person. I think it's kind of crazy. Google has that phone now where you can like delete people from the picture. That's a little weird to me. It's a little crazy. But we crop our own picture sometimes and don't allow the word to apply to every area. We have little pieces there. You know what? Let's, Jaden, come here and help me, buddy. Give it up for my, 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 my tall son here. See, so let's go a little bit. That, that's, a, that's a smaller version, but let's go a little bit bigger here. Oh, that side. Thank you, buddy. All right, give it up for my tall glass of water. Way taller than his dad now. That happened like over like when COVID started, like he just, it just, 
he grew like a foot and a half. I was like, what happened? <laughs> there he is. He's just way up there now. But you see, here we go. So see now, see now I can see everything. All full picture. The problem is we don't, sometimes we, 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 when we go to the Word, we want this. Because I could crop this a little bit. I can hide something. Bro, you got a hot mess going on over here. I, I can't see it. What are you talking about? Why? Because I got the little, I can crop that mirror, turn that a little bit. But what God's saying so many times is he, he's, he's like, no, 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 get into the full picture. Stand here. And don't come up with a bunch of stuff the world gave you or what you feel that you want to be in your heart by your flesh. But what is my word? Get here with my word, the law, the perfect law of liberty, looking into that and seeing where am I out of step with that. And then when I walk away, I want to remember what that said. Because that's, that's, that's what happens here, you see. Right? Is, is, is we walk away, Okay. And then we forget what, it, what we were like. What does it say? If anyone's a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. With respect to the word, what were you like when you looked into it? Wow. Ooh, man. Missed it on those areas. And it's not because you're getting right with God. It's because you are right with God and he's getting you right. Let me say it again. You're not doing any of that to get right with God. You can't. That's the work of the cross of Jesus. That's the gospel. You need to receive that by grace through faith. But what he's doing is because you now are justified with him, justified by grace through faith, he's now sanctifying. He's doing a work in your life to get your life in alignment with what he's had for you all along instead of what the world had for you and what the lies of culture had for you and what the enemy would determine based on, man, will you grab the fruit and take it into your own hands and do your own thing? That's why the great idol that we're facing right now is that one of personal autonomy. I'll define who I am. It will be my truth. That's what the pronouns thing is all about. I, want to def- I don't want to define by reality as it is. I want to take and reshape reality to be what I want it to be. Because I will be God. I-, I know that's uncomfortable for some people, but that's the facts on the table. I'll be God and I'll determine how this thing goes. Not I will say, what do you say, Lord? Get back to this mirror and say, God, what do you say? I know it's hard, it's hard to look at that area. But what are you saying? Okay. Yes, Lord. Okay. And then when you walk away, you remember what you were like. But then you remember what he said you're supposed to be like. And you begin to live out what he's called you to live out because you looked into the perfect law of liberty and in it you saw the image that God has for you to be like. Not what the enemy has, not what your flesh wanted to do, but what does God say for me in my life? Whether it's your relationships, your money, the calling he has for you as far as how you minister to people. Young teenagers, who he's called you to live like and what he's called you to be. Has he called me to have 
a spouse and children. There's only one way in which that happens. It's not 15 different ways that we've tried to now create our own thing, make our own identities. I'm telling you, the culture simply says what we have been asleep on in church. The reason why you can click on a college website and you have a hundred genders to select from is because we walked away from the mirror and didn't remember what we were like as the church to set a standard in the culture so that then culture would simply reflect that at least in some way what the Lord has. So we gotta, we, we gotta be about it church. I'm encouraging you today. Put the little mirror down. Put the little mirror down and, and, and get in front of the full comprehensive mirror of God's word for your life. If you got questions, you're like, why is this not going? To... There is no, I, I, one of my favorite rap, Christian rappers of all time is the ambassador. If, you, if you're in the Christian, go back and listen to some of his stuff. Some of the young ones today could learn a thing or two from him. My man. He's a, he's a pastor today. Um, one of the things he said in an album they had called Holy Culture was, there is no regular stuff. And he was basically expositing from John 17 when Jesus said, I want them to be set apart by the truth. Your word is truth. So how are we set apart? By God's word because we've received it and lived it out. So there's no regular stuff in my life that's like, oh, God's not really worried about that. God's worried about all of it. Every part of it. The thoughts, the public life, the private life, the business, the career, the game, what you bought for the next car and whatever else. All God's concerned with all of it. So will we look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, and then say, God, what do you have to say? Because I need to know where I'm out of step with what you say so that I can live out and be sanctified according to what you have called me to do and who you've called me to be. Because then when you step out into the world, they're going to say, wow, that guy, I might not like him. I might not agree, but he's different. Because again, if I go to somebody in the world who doesn't know the Lord, what on earth are they coming to me for if my life has not changed in any way, shape or form? Come on, tell the truth, man. If I'm over here with a hot mess and I'm not at least saying, man, thank the Lord he redeemed, you might have one and be like, there's a lot of natural consequences I'm dealing with, but thank the Lord for Jesus. Thank Jesus that he has done a work in me to redeem and restore me eternally and he's working out these things in my life. That's why I love, there was a candid moment um, that, that my friend Jim Gilbert, pray for Jim and Lexi, they're in Poland right now if you didn't know that. Jim was sharing at our South Campus preaching um, a few years ago, and he was just encouraging and encouraging the young couple saying, man, don't overthink it, man. Have kids, man. The Lord called us to be fruitful and multiply, and then train them and teach them in the word. And he was candid, and he said, you know, I thought somehow I, by not having any kids, you know, he has, Lexi's a wonderful adopted daughter he has, but by just not having kids, I was really serving for the Lord because I could be ready to go and do what he called me to. And he said, now here I am later in life. He goes, I, I wish I did. I love the candor and the honesty. 
So you'll never see anybody much more excited than Jim Gilbert when he sees families having babies around here. Because he was honest enough to say, you know what? Yeah, you could follow me in a lot of areas, he said, but not there. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his faithfulness. That yeah, I had this mess, but then Jesus took it and did a work in my life. And now I have this testimony of God's grace and his goodness. And so church, I'm encouraging, if you get nothing else today, I want you to go home and get your mirror out. Some of y'all might need to do it prophetically <laughs> and stand in front of the mirror in the bathroom, the full length mirror, wherever you got it in your bedroom, whatever, and take God's word and say, Lord, like this mirror is showing me everything right now, Lord, help me with this word to see everything you need me to see, God, because I can't, I can't step and walk away and forget what I'm supposed to be like. I can't go out here and live in some way which doesn't honor and doesn't glorify you. I can't go here and just say, well, I'm not as bad as that guy. We do it too often, church. We do it too often. Oh, wow, those sickos who I saw in that news report. What about the three things the Lord wants to deal with in your life right now, man? What about the attitude, the conviction that he's calling you to deal with right now? Will you take the mirror out? And I'm going to say it one more time. Some of y'all got a small mirror, put it. Actually, don't put it away, throw it away. Some of y'all got a small mirror, throw that mess in the trash. You need that mirror which shows you everything in your life. Why? Because Jesus isn't coming and saying, can I have a little? My man Franco says it a lot. If Jesus is not Lord of all, he ain't Lord at all. He's coming for everything. With grace and mercy, but he's coming for everything. And so I encourage you today, be about that life, the life in Christ. And when that area comes up, be humble enough to say, Lord, yeah, I went into the mirror, the full picture of my life, and what you say is what I'm going to be about. What you say is what I'm going to live out. Come on, stand with me this morning. If you can't tell, I'm passionate about the subject of us really honestly living out the Christian life and not simply saying a word or two. And so my encouragement for you today is if that's you and there's an area in your life you know you need to deal with, that you deal with it. We're going to have the prayer team come in just a little bit, not yet, but I want to pray over those this morning who have not yet received this life in Christ. You've been hearing about this. You maybe came, you maybe checked out, maybe you've been around, but you're not there. You haven't received what the Lord is doing to save you, fill you with his spirit. So let's bow our heads just for a minute. If that's you this morning, you want me to pray for you that you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus Christ by the work of his Holy Spirit. And you want me to pray for you, just throw a hand up and I want to just pray for you real quick. There's people watching online as well. Yes, I see you in the back there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. One in the back. Anybody else? So get ready to pray for you. The whole congregation is going to pray together. All right, let's pray right now. Father, we thank you for the work of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I receive your free gift to save my soul. 
and I receive the purpose you have for my life. I declare you are my Lord, you are my Savior, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. And even in the things I don't understand, I declare I trust you. Thank you for saving my life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, thank the Lord for that salvation work. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.